Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com, the precious metal advisor, the investor kit, how to use your RSP room and TFSAs. All that stuff can be had on the website or by uh, making a phone call. Lots of stuff to be done here on uh, the show uh, this weekend. Jeremy, you want to start it off? Some big news happening. Darren as well is here. Yes, I think this is going to be something we're going to cover throughout the show today, which is uh, just coming from an article out of Zero Hedge. Speaking overnight in Australia, the Fed's Loretta Mester said, quote unquote, helicopter money could be considered to stimulate America's economy if conventional monetary policy fails. I don't know what conventional monetary policy means, because if what they mean by that is printing money to solve problems, they're going to continue to use that if that fails. Right. So get ready for QE4. I, I think that, hmm. you know, in, in our industry, a lot of the gold analysts are, are saying that this is something that has uh, been in the works, that it is in the pipeline. It is probably going to happen, which means no wonder the U.S. stock market is reaching all-time high, all highs. Wait for more of that to happen. Wait for the U.S. dollar to be protected, which means the U.S. dollar could see further highs. But... This is going to be the big but here is that where the money could be really made is in gold and silver because the last time quantitative easing kicked in, gold and silver went to all-time highs. And recall that we are in a situation where it's not just us anymore in North America. It's the entire world. I mean, look no further than Japan. Good old Abe got reelected this past uh, week. It was a landslide election victory. And of course, the first thing he does is he announces another wave of monetary stimulus. Again, this is the most indebted country of the organized G20 nations in the world. It's the third largest economy by volume in the world. And here they are announcing yet another plan to throw more stimulus at something that's never worked. It hasn't uh, to date produced the results. They've been in long-term deflationary market, and they don't know what to do over there. So this is the hint about what we expect may come down the pipe uh, as this economy over here in North America progresses. So if you look at silver and gold, there's a million reasons why we could talk about how good they are and how good they're going to be. But the plain truth is, if you're holding silver and you've done so since just the end of last year, you bought it in December, January, February, silver's up 46% this year. I'm going to stop and pause there for a, for a second because if you say to yourself, 46% doesn't seem like a lot. Ask yourself the last time you invested in something that wasn't a complete gamble mm -hmm. that paid out 46%. I, I, I challenge you to find it. And gold, 25%. And not only that, silver is only trading just over $20 an ounce. That's silver moving up 40%, 46% off the bottom of the market. We are not trading at all-time highs like right. the U.S. stock market is. We're trading at just over $20 an ounce on silver, which is around, I think right now, around the 50-day moving average. So it's come off the bottoms. It's time to wake up and start to look at this market. You still want to buy something that's undervalued. Anyone who wants to invest wants to buy something that's undervalued. But you're looking at gold and silver for more than just finding something that's undervalued. It's about protection. Now, when QE4 starts to kick in, when money starts going into the into the market that's unfettered and out there in the open meaning the fed's not doing it on the on the on the quiet when it's obvious that there is no other choice but to try to print money to try to blow up a bubble that's already there how much confidence is going to be lost in the system how much confidence is going to be lost in central banking 
We're already seeing it. The EU, uh, Britain wants to, is leaving the EU because of a lack of confidence in their ability to run their currency. Which, which domino in Europe is going to be next? Is it going to be Italy? Is it going to be France? Is it going to be Spain? Another domino is going to fall. And so this is going to become a crisis of confidence like we have never seen. And, and if anyone who's been buying silver and gold over the last few years, buckle up, hold on to your positions. It's going to be a great ride. one silver online to guildhallwealth.com. And although, as Jeremy said, pointed out very clearly, we're going to see these printing sessions continue to occur and becoming more public and more public by the year. We don't think that people will understand the enormity of the situation. I mean, it seems like only yesterday that Wall Street considered gold a pet rock. It was unnecessary in a world of easy money, you know, fueled by, you know, financial asset growth in the form of the stock market ballooning and people getting the impression, albeit they themselves not participating, that the world was expanding again, that we were in expansion mode. Couldn't be any further from the truth. And that's the reality. The the strangest thing is that the pre-exit, the pound sterling dropped down to 1.28 against the US dollar. We're up actually 5% in the last week. Bank of England uh, today uh, didn't raise their rate. They left it at a half a percent. Uh, they're going to still do a purchase program, putting in £375 million pound, uh, to buy back whatever they need to buy back to pump uh, cash into the economy. It's probably one of the smartest moves that Great Britain made was to get away from a sinking ship. I mean, Europe is a sinking ship. The Italian banks are bang in trouble. The German banks are also bang in trouble. It's common sense. The U.S. dollar has been, in all the currencies, it's been the best house on the worst street. Everybody has run to the U.S. dollar. Now, if we look at the U.S. debt, it's $19 trillion. Since Obama's been in power seven years, it's gone from $6 trillion to $19 trillion. Anybody out there that knows what a trillion dollars looks like if you take a U.S. football field or an American football field 100 yards long, put a skid, put a $100 bill stacked, two skids high, and you can plant a 747 jet at one end of the field and the White House at the other, and you've got a trillion dollars. And make it even simpler if you were born in, you know, in biblical times, birth of Christ, you spent a million dollars a day, you still wouldn't go through a trillion dollars. So that's what a trillion dollars looks like. So $19 trillion, how do you pay that back? The only way you can pay that back is eventually confiscate people's wealth and devalue your currency. Now, there's been a a currency war going on for the last two, three years, whether it's in Europe, whether it's been in Canada, whether it's been in Japan. We're seeing negative bank rates. So they're forcing people to put money into the stock market to get a dividend of 3 4% which they say there's no inflation, so you're going to be making money. Of course there's inflation. But you've got the chance to lose your whole capital if you're in the stock market. Stocks can go from $100 to zero. That's Nortel. Mm. You know, Enron. You know, there's stocks that disappear off the face of the earth. There's stocks today trading, you know, for pennies that were $50, $100. You can even look at Cisco, which was $70. I think the stock's $19, $20. And it's a hurrah, hurrah. It's, you know, hit highs for the month or year or, or whatever. Or you could look at Deutsche Bank, yeah, which, is, at, which is on the verge of going below double digits. Barclays Bank. You know, you can look at all these banks, especially in Europe. They're doing awful. 
you need to have a hard asset. You need to be in gold and silver. You need to have at least 15, 20% as an insurance policy for your capital. So we at Guildhall provide the following. We have a website. You can go to guildhallwealth.com, go to the right-hand corner, click on, and you can buy physical gold, silver, platinum, palladium. You can take it home. You can buy one-ounce maple, silver maples. You can buy one-ounce bars of silver, 10-ounce, 100-ounce bars. You can do the same with gold. You can buy one-ounce, 10-ounce kilo bars of gold. It's available for you to pick up and take home. The second option we give you is to put it in a depository because we do not advise people to take home gold or silver and put it in their basement or put it under the bed because you're only insured for about $1,500 with your home insurance. Plus, you're putting your family at risk of home invasion. Personally, I don't keep a nickel of of silver or gold at home. Uh, It doesn't pay to do that. So we have a depository which is safe, secure. The product is allocated, segregated. We give you the bar numbers. It's IROC approved location. The third option you can have if you've never owned a TFSA, which is a registered plan, which is a tax-free savings account, you're over 26 years old, you can put a maximum of $46,500 into that TFSA. You should buy gold and silver. We also do RSPs. We partner with Questrade. They're the custodian of the accounts. Again, this is a wonderful way to buy gold and silver and invest for your future. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com. Darren, you, know, you mentioned banks a short time ago. I had a friend that as soon as that Brexit uh, was announced, they went out and they started buying British pounds. And I thought, man, why don't you just do silver? But trading and buying currencies the riskiest thing you can do. And even the pros get it wrong. I said, they should just be buying silver. Right? Well, it's a small percentage of people who will win in that game. Right. And a very large percentage that will lose. Plus and, you're paying the juice on it. You well, know, you know. And you can't buy currency at the right rate. You have to pay a premium. Right. But the ultimate reality for us is very simple. When you have something that has been as well researched, as well documented, and the knowledge has been sent out for so many decades and so many hundreds of years, thousands of years when it comes to gold and silver, and it's withstood the test of time over and over again, it's no wonder that our firm has flocked to this quality asset. I mean, just think about it in terms of gain year to date. Somebody who bought silver December, January is up nearly 46%. You know, that's a gross gain, 46%. It's ultimately what we're here to do is to make money. And at Guildhall, for our clients, it's the sole focus we have. Let's make some money. Let's have some fun. And let's bring back a, a different way, a different approach to protecting wealth and ensuring wealth. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk more about how to get involved in physical precious metals within a registered account. We're also going to look at the difference between allocated product and unallocated mm. product and what's the safer place to be. We'll teach you a little thing about what Wall Street doesn't want you to know as it relates to gold. The number once again, one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Lots more of The Real Money Show coming right up. Talk radio, AM640. one eight seven seven eight silver is the number. Guildhallwealth.com is the website. Paul, updates. Yeah, I just wanted to bring people up to, to date. In 52 weeks, uh, silver was actually, the lowest it's been was around about $13. We've had a high of 21.55. Gold was 1,045. And we've hit a high of 13.75. Though we're trading right now at about 13.32 gold, silver's around about $20.30. I think this is about to explode. 
Um, we're getting an abundance of calls. People are realizing, I mean, it's holiday time. People are just interested in, you know, taking their bucket and spade, take the kids and go away. But you've got to look at what's happening in the marketplace and you've got to look at investments. Real estate, you know, we believe is in a bubble. Um, the stock market, we think, is overbought. And gold and silver is just the right time to be getting in. This is Goldilocks for sure. It's the time to get in. It's perfect. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. And just before we get into talking about allocated versus unallocated and talking about what that all means, I'd just like to talk about truth and justice for a moment in terms of why gold and silver is so important. I mean, the the head of the FBI came out last week and basically gave a laundry list of all the things that Clinton had done wrong and then said, but we're not going to prosecute because she didn't know what she was doing. We're talking about a lawyer. We're talking about someone who's been uh, a senator. We're talking about someone that's been in the upper cabinet of the White House and she doesn't know what she's doing. I mean, this is ridiculous. And, 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 and they've, they've prosecuted people with a lot less. So this is what, the, it, what I'm seeing right now is that I'm concerned that the entire United States has Stockholm Syndrome, that they're just going to go with Clinton, forget all the bad things she's done. Let's not look at all the bad things she's done. Let's just sit in the living room and just keep going on with what everyone says. But eventually, when the jobs run out, when inflation goes up, and we know inflation is on its way, I mean, all you have to do is look at your insurance, insurance, look at uh, your grocery bill, look at your energy bill. Are, are things costing more? Of course they are. It's not 2% a year. It's more like 5% a year. And you don't feel it year to year. You feel it on a five-year basis, on a 10-year basis. If inflation's at 5%, that means you better be earning more. You better be increasing your income by 25% every five years and 50% every 10 years. If that's not the case, you need to start looking for protection. And if, you're, if your boss is only giving you 1% or 2% a year, you know you're not keeping up. If your stock market return is only giving you 3 4 5 even 6% a year, guess what? All you're doing is treading water. Silver's up over 40% this year. We've already eradicated uh, four years of a, of, a, of a bear market in this market. And then lastly, look at, look at what's happened in, in England for a moment. We've talked about this with Russia. No one wants to listen. We've talked about it with Brazil. No one wants to listen. Would you have rather have owned gold before Brexit or after Brexit? The fact is, is you would have wanted to own it before because when that dollar went down, when the pound went down, you've, you've maintained your wealth in gold and silver. This is what it's supposed to do. So over time, currencies are going to continue to fall. They're going to continue to lose value. They're going to continue to be worth less. This is why owning a hard asset, something that takes blood, sweat, and tears to pull out of the ground, that there's a limited amount for people to have in their hand, is why it's so important to own it. However, to segue here for a moment, the difference is, is not everyone has gold and silver in their hand. There's a difference between allocated gold or silver and unallocated gold and silver. One eight seven seven eight silver and online to guildhallwealth.com. Well, that's where you get, when you're talking about allocated and unallocated. Uh, at Guildhall, we only deal in the physical product. We don't sell 
stocks. We're not in the equity business. We don't sell ETFs. We don't sell certificates. Certificates is just a, a piece of paper that says we owe you the gold or silver. Non-transferable, too. We don't sell futures or the options on futures. You're buying the physical product. When you buy a 100-ounce bar of silver, whether you come to our office and take it home and drop it on the floor, it clangs. You know, it weighs seven pounds, a 100-ounce bar of silver. It's something of value. It's not a piece of paper. It's not a promissory note. It's something that holds its value. You can always take that bar and sell it, whether you sell it back to us or go to, you know, somebody says, we buy your gold and silver. You've always got something of value that, that is real. I mean, this is the real money show. We sell the real thing. We sell gold and silver and natural fancy color diamonds. Jeremy's talking about allocated product, segregated product. When you put your product in the depository with Guildhall, we give you the bar numbers. If you request the bar numbers, you could go visit that product. When you buy through Quest Trade, through us, an RSP, a TFSA, a Lyft, any one of the retirement plans, we put the product into the depository, you get the bar numbers. That product is allocated to you. I don't know how many clients we've had that have come to the depository to visit their product. And they are super, super thrilled to the fact that we bring out the bars that they ordered with the bar numbers and they check off against their account. They want to sell something, they have to tell us what bar numbers they want to sell. It's an incredible way to own gold and silver and the safest way to own it. The cost of storing gold and silver is expensive. That's one of the reasons that people give you paper, because the cost of it is so expensive. But the reality is, I'm going to tell you something, this is the dirty little secret that Wall Street doesn't want you to know, especially Bay Street's the same way now. We're starting to see a surge in the amount of paper buying that's happening. And uh, I'll just be a mere mortal when it comes to gold and silver as opposed to being these immortals that invest in paper and think that they're going to thrive and survive for forever when the reality is that that's not the case, John. And, and Paul's right. There can be some offsetting factors that lead people towards paper. It's something they're more comfortable with. Perhaps their brokers, the people they work with, their planners, advisors, the banks, the institutions, maybe they're guiding them in that direction because there's some type of uh, kickback or there's something that they might get in terms of a commission that relates to the sale on that product. The reality is gold has no counterparty risk when it's in physical form. I could buy the ETF or some paper exchange-traded fund. I could buy a stock. I could do all those things, but I'm always going to have counterparty risk. Those assets, those vehicles can and have gone to zero value. In the history of gold and silver, albeit, I suppose, if we're speaking technically, gold and silver could go to zero too, I suppose, but in the history of gold and silver, they've always had their value. Always, no matter what, they've always held some form of value. So when you look at what Wall Street is doing, the little dirty secret is very simple. They're telling you and encouraging you to park your assets in paper, bulk up the stock market, you know, drink the Kool-Aid. The economy is going to get better. It's going to get more robust. It's growing gradually. All terms they use to denote that everything's fine. Don't worry. Send some money. Look the other way. You know, walk away. But the reality is what they're doing behind the scenes themselves, central banks around the world are buying physical gold. It's up 25% since December 31st. One of the problems with you know financial institutions, they have a vault in their bank. Um, they can only put so much gold and silver in a vault. I mean, if people started actually purchasing gold and silver and they had that product, they wouldn't have enough space. 
I mean, they just wouldn't have a space. Our depository is a huge depository just dedicated to gold and silver. It costs you to insure it, to store it, approximately one-tenth of one percent of the value per month. Big deal. That's stealing. I mean, it literally is stealing the price of, you know, to store. It's very inexpensive with us to store because that's the business we're in. To put to be a financial institution, you're selling paper instruments. For example, the Comex. They're trading right now five hundred times an ounce of gold. So if anybody, if that goes under, there's five hundred people have the nibs on that one ounce. What does that work out to? I don't know who's going to bail it out. You need to own physical. You need to have the product number. You need to be in a safe, secure, allocated depository, and that's what we offer. If you want to take the product home, you're on your own. You know, if you want to put it back in the banking system, go put it back in a safe deposit box. But the whole idea of owning gold and silver is to take it out of the banking system, not put it back into the system. Well, ask yourself, as an investor, are you buying to you know, save yourself from uh, you know, loss in your wealth portfolio? which is why you would have an insurance policy like gold and silver? Mm -hmm. Or are you buying because you love what uh, the broker said about the company, about the prospects, about how good their accounting department is, about where they are, where the region is in the world? Most people that I speak to, in fact, I'm sure this is for Jeremy and Paul too, they come to us saying, I bought that stock because I want to own gold. The reality is they own the company, not the gold. They never do. And in fact, they don't impact the price of gold by buying that paper instrument. Really? They don't. They don't. If it's unfortunate, look, but unless you buy the actual ounce and take it out of the market, the only way to impact that price of gold or silver is to actually claim that one ounce as yours. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. You know, what allocated means, you know, we've been talking about it. What it means is that you're receiving serial numbers for that product, that that product is segregated out from all other holdings, which means it's not commingled. It's not, oh, yep, you've got serial numbers, but it's with everybody else's serial numbers. No, allocated means there are serial numbers. These numbers have been allocated to you. You received those serial numbers, which which indicates that this product is owned by nobody else but yourself. That is, that is a zero counterparty risk. That means that if it's in the vault, that's as safe as having it in a safety deposit box or having it at home. It's saying, that's mine. It's in my hand. I have the pink slip. Okay? Any other version, there's a risk involved. And it may be a, it may be a less, uh, it may be a cheap way to go. Right? But there's more risks. ETFs, you don't own that product. That product is not yours. You're not taking delivery of that product. You can't take that product and fly anywhere in the world with that product. It's not yours. It will never be yours. A certificate. What good, you know, hey, listen, we all love Canadian banks, but what good is a certificate from a major bank if I can't sell it halfway around the globe? I can only sell it with that institution. Well, you can't well, get delivery on that certificate. Gold and silver are universal. You should be able to sell them anywhere in the globe. That gives you the security that what you're owning is LBMA approved, global refiner approved product. Now, a, a, a certificate is cheaper. Although when you look at the, when you really start to look at the fine print, not by much. And when we do our storage, which is just over 1% cost of doing business, whether it's in our depository or in an, an RSP in a registered account, just over 1%. I mean, silver's up over 40% this year. 
I can tell you that all of our clients, storage is is not something we get phone calls about. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. After the break, we'll get into natural fancy color diamonds, a part of the show we love on the show. So stick around for that. It is the Real Money Show. Lots more coming up. It's Talk Radio, AM six forty. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Or for this segment, you can check out guildhalldiamonds.com as well. Paul, Jeremy, uh, Darren, we'd like to talk about diamonds now. Favorite part of the show. The most brilliant part of the show. The shiniest part of the show. It is, and it's for all of us, I think, the funnest part Mm -hmm. of what goes into the emotion and the passion that drives us to succeed at Guildhall. So when it comes to talking about colored diamonds, we can spend a lot of time getting carried away about the uniqueness of a colored diamond, the rarity, the value. But the fact is, for me, I keep it very simple. When an investor wants to make money and their sole goal is not necessarily to ensure their wealth, maybe they're happy with their wealth. Maybe they want some gold and silver, already have some gold and silver, when they surely just want to get in on something that's long-term, that has limited volatility, that can be used for milestones down the road, for graduations, to prepare for college for the kids, to fund retirement. Mm-hmm. I tell them color diamonds all the way. And this is what we do at Guildhall, and that's why we love color diamonds. They simply make money. In the industry, they're, they're considered money in the bank. And it doesn't take a lot to learn about natural fancy colored diamonds. But one of the big things about natural fancy colored diamonds is you cannot buy it on paper. You can't buy it on a, on a website in the sense that there's three color grades, fancy, intense, and vivid. That's what we talk about here on Guildhall. If you're a listener to the show, you've heard us talk about this all the time, fancy, intense, and vivid. But did you know that there's a whole variety of different versions of that? There's fancy light, there's fancy deep, there's vivid deep, there's vivid vivid light, and there's all these other permutations in between. The fact is, is the reason why Guildhall picks stays with the fancy, intense, and vivid is because you want to maximize strength of color with brightness. So if we go with uh, something like a deep, and there, you know, there's always some rules and there's always a few little ways you can break a rule, but if you went with a deep, just think of forest green for a minute or navy blue, for instance. These are deep, these are saturated colors, but they're deep. They're considered dark. Mm-hmm. They absorb light. They don't give off light. We want lemon. We want, we want colors that are strong and bright at the same right. time. But in color diamonds on paper, if you buy an intense, is that intense Closer to a closer to a fancy or closer to a vivid, color is what's is where the money is going to be made, and of course cut clarity and carat weight, but the color is is going to be the most important. So what we do at Guildhall, because we invest in the diamonds first and foremost, we put put our our money where our mouth is, and we invest in those diamonds first. So we would only buy something that we feel is going to make money, especially for us at Guildhall. I mean. We want to help help the clients eventually sell those diamonds, and we don't want to have to sell something that's of inferior quality down the road, whether or not it goes up. But I can tell you that a pink SI, which is a slightly included, which means you could see the inclusions with the naked eye, you can still buy a quarter carat for several thousand dollars, if I'm not mistaken. Paul will correct me. But a VS is is in the double digits of thousands. It's 20,000 plus. And if you go up to a 
VS1, which has less inclusions than a VS2, it's even more expensive. And if you go up to a VVS, which, if you're lucky to find, is going to be even more expensive. And we're still talking about a quarter carat diamond. So there's lots of little things that will change the pricing. What we do at Guildhall is make sure that everything we have on our website, we own that diamond because it's an investment diamond. The, the We belong to the um, Colored Diamond Research Foundation. They uh, come up with surveys where they go to auction houses, to the cutters, the polishers, to the most expensive retail stores to find out what's selling and you know how costs are working. And I was talking to a client today, and Jeremy did uh, res- uh, an actual research on one of the diamonds not knowing that it was a customer that I was talking to today, is a 3.36 fancy intense emerald cut, which emerald cut automatically puts 40% up on the diamond anyway. But fancy intense, 3.36. We look at the report, the research that was done on the diamond. It gives you the whole classification where it says rare, extremely rare, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah. There is like three certifications which this diamond comes under extremely extremely rare the other thing is of a three carat diamond there's only a maybe five diamonds per year throughout the world that are produced cut and polished in a year five now if it's a one carat there could be an intense if maybe 20 25 produced in a year but because this is over three carats just five so when i was talking to the client this morning i said you know you've hit the jackpot I said, you know, you bought the stone three, four years ago. We just pulled up a report on it. Uh, I would be happy to buy it back from you today. For sure. Because of the size of the diamond and the rarity. The customers have to understand that this is like art. You know, there's only so much an artist can produce. And when that artist dies, there's no more unless you go into reproductions. We are into the originals. We pick out the best product because we know what items will go up in value. Some diamonds increase maybe 6% a year if you're looking at a fancy. But you could get into a vivid pink, for example, an Argyle diamond of, I just bought one, a 0.72 vivid. It's, the stone is absolutely magnificent. That stone is going to increase in value 35 40% a year because of the rarity. It's a one-of-a-kind. You don't see vivid argyle pinks. They're just not out mm-hmm. there, and especially in a VS quality, which makes it extremely rare. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhalldiamonds.com. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of these reports through the Fancy Color Research Foundation, and just to understand what that is, it means that they have gotten together with 30 primary colored diamond dealers who opened their books to to the Fancy Color Research Foundation because of the people involved with the Fancy Color Research Foundation are some of the longest standing, most well-respected people in the industry. They were willing to open their books and say, here's what I've had in my inventory and here's what it went for. And so that they could start to say, okay, now we can get a clear sense of how many one carat vivid yellow diamonds internally flawless are out there. And so what they'll do in a report is they'll say, okay, that type of diamond with that type of cut, with that type of clarity, somewhere between one and three carats, we'll see up to 15 of those a year. So you can put it into perspective. You can start to say, okay, well, there's only so many at the three carat level, only so many at the two, and only so many at Mm -hmm. the one. And you get a clear sense of, okay, five, six, seven of these diamonds are coming to market every year. 
So if you were to look at Guildhall Wealth's website, for instance, you would see that pretty much what Guildhall is holding in its vivid colored diamond section for yellows is a year's worth of production. That's one year's production of vivid yellows that Guildhall is holding. This isn't BS. This is, according to the Fancy Color Research Foundation, anyone who wants to email me directly, jeremyw at guildhallwealth.com, I am more than happy to send you a report on a vivid yellow to show you exactly how many of those diamonds are coming to market every year. And then you can see for yourself that the diamonds that Guildhall is holding is one of the largest collection of internally flawless vivids. Now, every year... Paul will attest to it in just a moment. Every year we go to buy, a, a replace a diamond. Every year we go to buy another vivid yellow because we love them. Every year they're more expensive. Of That's not just because the dealer's raising their price. Trust me, the dealers want to make money off of Guildhall. They want to sell. They want to sell product to Guildhall. You know, they give us they give us respect. They give us kudos for the fact that we've maintained such high standards for our, for our colored diamonds. And the proof is is we can go back to our clients, as Paul just mentioned, to clients who've owned who own three carat emerald cut intense yellows, and you can see what those what those diamonds would cost today. It's just it's the same sort of feeling I get when I bring someone to the depository who has precious metals in their in their RSP, and not only have they made money, but they just say, I can't believe I'm holding this asset in my RSP, and I can lift it up and touch it and right. take Instagram photos. Same thing with the diamond. Every year, it's going to be more expensive. The next person buying that diamond has to pay more. So eventually, whether it's 10 years or 15 years or 20 years, if you decide to sell it, you can see where you're where you would be able to sell that at a at a clear clear profit and be very happy and look what we hope for our clients is that they put they get themselves into a position that we are we hope it sells but then again it's kind of nice to keep holding on no to it because it keeps going up in value so where do you where do you draw the line between when you let it go or not you know one of the things i always say to a customer would you sell me your house for what you paid for it and I always get this blank stare. You know, it's fine if you lived in Florida or, or Las Vegas or <laughs> Arizona. You say, yeah, I'll sell it right now. <laughs> but the average person, you know, if they bought a house for 500 10 years ago, it's probably close to a million dollars. It's the same thing with diamonds. If you buy a diamond and you buy a diamond for 50000 and you've held it for 10 years in a pink, that diamond could easily be worth $150,000 today. And so why would you sell an asset that in another five years or another 10 years could be worth a quarter of a million, $300,000? It's something that keeps on going up. And with the Argyle mine, which produces, you know, 90% of the world's pinks, it's one-tenth of 1% of their total production, which is nothing. It fills, of quality diamonds, it fills a half a champagne glass of quality diamonds, of pinks. These diamonds are just going to keep on going up in value. When the Argyle mine closes, it's like an artist dying. There is no more. There's no new mines coming on. Uh, it's not a turnkey thing where you just, oh, I'll turn the key and I can produce it, natural value. It, it doesn't be, happen. It'll be Fabergé eggs. It's done. Yeah. I mean, how many Fabergé eggs are there? You know, you don't go to the grocery store or the supermarket and they come in a thing of 12. It just doesn't <laughs> happen. If you've held it... You've kept it in your family, you've got an heirloom, and it's just something that's going to keep going up in value. That's the reason we love gold and silver. That's the reason we love natural fancy color diamonds. 
Call us if you're interested. You know, you can get into this market for as low as $15,000 on a fancy internally flawless yellow. Set up an appointment. We'll show you a collection. We will make a deal to fit your pocketbook, and everybody walks away happy. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com or guildhalldiamonds.com too, Jeremy. So we also do jewelry that's custom-made, and everyone who has a piece of jewelry made uh, custom at Guildhall, we've never seen anyone unhappy. We only see people who are just thrilled about the quality of the jewelry that they've made. I think because of a couple things. One, they get to make exactly what they want. They come to us with an inspiration photo, with an idea of what they're looking to do. We bring our, our jeweler in, and he'll, he'll make suggestions of ways that we mm -hmm. could improve it or ways that might look make it look better with the person who's wearing it and really start to integrate it with the, with the person's personal style. And then, of course, the quality of, of the, the design, the quality of the diamonds that go in it. A lot of times people put additional diamonds onto, onto rings. And I can attest myself personally, as my wife owns, owns one of these, these uh, custom settings, it, the fire and the brilliance and the diamonds in these settings are worth it just on its own. Forget even putting a, a fancy color. I mean, if you just want a white diamond and you want a setting that is going to separate you out from all your friends and family settings and that make you the star of the, of the next party, you're going to want one of these custom settings. And the best part is, is they're half the price of retail because we don't have uh, this retail space that we need to cover. Okay, you're not going to get a pretty fancy box that, that you know your, your wife or friend or relative is going to recognize. Who cares? But when it's on your finger, when it's around your neck, when it's um, dangling from your ears, you're going to see that the quality is just attention-grabbing. And the, it, it's such great value as well. So it's something that we continue to work on at Guildhall, and you can inquire about... Uh, a, a personal design for yourself. Still lots more to go. Stick around. The number in the meantime, one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM640. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Darren, let's go. Well, John, listen, what we talked about today is really important in terms of the key ingredients to being wealthy. You need to have a strong portfolio to start with. You need to have a basis, a cash reserve. You got to have it there. There's no doubt about it. You have to have quality assets in your portfolio. Sure, you're going to have a stock portfolio. Hopefully, you hold on for dear life. You found somebody you can trust in the financial management field. And of course, our own foray, as we do on a weekly basis into the precious metals realm, that is the aspect of the wealth portfolio you're building that we know the greatest amount about. That's physical gold, physical silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. We spent the show today talking about a number of things. Jeremy led us in the direction of understanding what we can expect in the near, medium, and long term in terms of money printing and that there is going to be more QE, quantitative easing. We talked a little bit and touched about other parts of the world, Japan. They just had their uh, recent elections. Abe got voted back in. First thing he says to the Japanese public, we're going to increase stimulus. Of course, that's something that not everybody in the world agrees with, and unfortunately, the U.S. and other very large economies are following suit in terms of using that stimulus model. We talked about Wall Street's dirty little secrets, how they're telling so many people, and to a great extent here at home in Canada, that the market at large is getting gradually better, that in fact, the world economy is going to improve. 
Brexit threw a kink into that plan, and now there's uncertainty. Many of the world's leading politicians that belonged to the UK Parliament are now parting ways because they feel as though the direction they were heading uh, is no longer applicable, given the fact that the people have decided to leave the EU. They're the first of many, mark my words. We're going to be having Gerald Salente on this show uh, in a couple of weeks, and I'd be interested in hearing his feedback. I'm sure it's going to be extensive. It's a show I wouldn't want to miss. But I guarantee what he will tell you is that gold is the one way that Europeans, especially in that region, are right now beginning to insure their portfolios with. They're saying the heck with depending on our country to stabilize, wait for our currency to grow in value. They're holding on for dear life. And they're asking themselves, listen, if we're not part of the EU, the young generation will say, well, it's a shame we can't travel freely anymore. But the people that have the money, the wealth holders, they're going to ask themselves one question. What is it that our country is going to provide the rest of the world that's going to keep us stabilized? And unfortunately, in Britain, it's nothing. So gold and silver is going to be the go-to quality assets over there for portfolio insurance. We talked about that at length as well. one silver online to guildhallwealth.com. We also talked about corruption and whether or not ignorance is corruption and the idea of Stockholm Syndrome of politicians and central bankers. And when people start to realize that those that are corrupt and or and or unable to actually fix the problems, that they're going to be left to their own devices to fix the problem, which means you're either in an asset that can protect you or you're in an asset that's that's going open to hurt you, hurt that, you. that could hurt you. And so why it's so important to have allocated gold, which means that your gold and silver is yours, that there's no counterparty risk. Yes, it could be slightly more expensive to purchase it, but only slightly more. Why would you give up that cost of doing business in order to have that safety? I mean, the way I look at it is to picture it very simply. You've injured one of your two legs, and now you're standing on the one good one. That's all you got left. Wall Street and Bay Street will be the first to sweep that leg. And nice. that's the reality. That's how it's going to work. I mean, ultimately, you are going to be left holding all the worthless assets in the world. It was just a very small pinch of what could potentially go wrong in the U.S. when 2008 occurred. What is the one asset, Paul, that if you held on to, you did all right? You repaired your portfolio wealth. Gold, silver, and diamonds. Yeah. Natural fancy color diamonds. That's it. Hard assets. And I mean, at Guildhall Wealth, you have to understand it's exactly what we do. John, let's talk about the RSP TFSAs. Mm -hmm. We have a promotion. It's still running. Um, if you inv invest five thousand U.S. dollars, you get a gram of gold free. That comes from Guildhall. Uh, Quest Trade looks after. They're the custodian of your account. If you have um, a retirement plan, or you've just actually the one I wanted to talk about this week was if you've got laid off, or hmm. re or you're retiring and you have a pension plan and you want to be able to move it into a registered plan with gold and silver, we can do that for you. Oh, you know, that, that reminds me. We had um, uh, a colleague and a friend who, who was working at Guildhall, and I remember he said this to me, and he was so smart with just every, all of these stories and everything. And he said, you know, you commit a whole loaf of bread to your retirement savings plan through your, your um, pension, and what you get at the end is a thin slice. <laughs> Because you're committing all this money 
and inflation is taking it away. And unless you're making enough money to cover that N plus, all you end up with is, is, is a slice. So yeah, we've seen a lot of clients take their pension, take their liras, uh, take their locked in RSPs and move it into precious metals and already in the last six months have done great. In fact, People should go to their employers if they're looking to do this, their former employers, because a lot of locked-in RSPs can be unlocked. We actually did that this past week. So that's something to look into. And of course, you know, we were talking a little bit about prices and costs of doing business. Within the RSP as well, the, the storage cost, which is the only ongoing cost, which again is just over 1%, significantly less than management fees for funds, I should say for you to own your own physical product, I should say, is also tax deductible. So this is something that is is demands your attention. If you want to protect your family, you want to grow your portfolio, you want to protect yourself for long term and look at something that's undervalued, extremely undervalued. And if you don't believe us, please subscribe to the Precious Metal Advisor and learn on a week to week basis. Read some articles from alternative news sources and start to look at just the type of money you could make by owning natural fancy colored diamonds and precious metals. And remember that promo that we're having for the one gram of gold. Again, Paul mentioned, yeah, the one gram of gold for every $5,000 U.S. invested in an RSP account, you will get that one gram of gold. Some conditions apply. Go to the website for more details, which is guildhallwealth.com. By the way, talk about usage. I know you spoke about this before, Darren. Well, if look, compare what happened in the 1970s to what is occurring right now. In the 1970s, silver had just a handful of primary usages. Most commonly, it was found in silverware for a fine dining set. You'd find it in jewelry. You'd find it in coinage, and you found it in film. Those are the four main big categories of usage that you had. Kodak, of course, the largest futures buyer of silver in the world. Mm-hmm. And, of course, when 1979 hit... Where's the, that stock today, by the way? Well, that's a good point. <laughs> um, a lot of family members who worked at Kodak over the years. It was a very good company. But, uh, ultimately, that rally took silver to $52 an ounce while at the same time taking gold to 850 an ounce. And during that decade, where very much the same or similar situations occurred to what are happening now in terms of the threats of inflation and the money printing that happened in the U.S., are uh, what affected that pricing. And in that decade, believe it or not, the price of gold went up 2,300% in less than 10 years. And as good as that story was about gold and the people who invested in it, silver did one better. It went up 3,200% in that same decade. So when you look at what the reality of today is, and you understand under a magnifying glass that most of the similar situations still occur, you've got a world full of corruption, you've got a world full of people who are trying to uh, basically live in this dog, dog eat dog world, and they don't mind taking out the next competitor, taking out the next competitor, taking out the next guy. The small guy's not getting ahead, John. So what people are doing and realizing this very quickly is something that will be hugely beneficial to you as an investor, is they're insuring their portfolios with alternative hard assets in the form of silver, gold, and natural fancy colored diamonds. Well, what what was the amount of silver that was held 10 or 20 years ago into what it is today because of the industrial uses. The industrial uses, you've got solar power, which is going to be incredible over the Already next- is. I mean, India is already going to be one of the largest growth centers for solar power in the next decade. They've already made that 
via their parliament an absolute priority. In addition to that, you've got China bringing on multiple areas and regions into solar power, whole cities with millions of people that they want to run solely on solar power. So that's just one usage that didn't exist in the 1970s. Now, if you fast forward to 2016, here's the major problem before I tell you what silver is actually in. Above ground supplies of silver in 1980 were about three and a half billion ounces. So that's hard to picture in your head. It's a lot of silver. It's very heavy. Three and a half billion ounces has actually fallen, not gained, unlike gold, which there is more above ground gold today than there was in 1980. In silver, it has fallen from three and a half billion to just under one billion ounces. And of that one billion ounces, the majority of it is already spoken for, being hoarded, and Everything that we get at Guildhall, I guarantee you the majority of it, 90% plus, is being built this year for you. If you're buying product from us, it's being fabricated as we speak. That wasn't the same five and even 10 years ago when we were in this well, business. How many we bars were getting do, old bars. How many bars do we bring in on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? It says 2016 right on the bars. Of course. That's what's been fabricated. That's what is... You know, we have. Yeah, even even in 2008, I remember all we were... In 2008, all we were seeing was old uh, Johnson Matthew bars. Yeah. Engelhaar. Never Johnson saw... Matthew, yeah, yeah, even the Royal Canadian Mint bars were older. And, and how, then, many, how many used to be a say drilled? I mean, with so many drills gone through, 100-year-old bars. Yeah. You know, every bar that we sell is dated. It's Whether it's 2016, 2015, whatever year it is, it's on the bar. And... Now, if you look at 2016, the list is so long of what silver's actually in that you can only spend so much time talking to a person about these usages until they recognize low supply, far greater demand. It's a perfect storm situation. And that's part of the reason why you've seen silver traverse from $4 all the way to $49 in the last 15 years, 16 years. So this is an ultimately uh, a bull market that's being played out all over the world. And in terms of usages, pick up a cell phone, turn on your TV, use a microwave, get in a car, open your fridge, put some clothes in the washing machine, put on some sweat wicking clothing. Mm -hmm. It all has silver in it. Believe it or not, look it up yourself. It's an ultimately one of the most well-used commodities industrially in the entire world, and that's not going to end anytime soon, John. So it's an exciting time to be an investor in gold, silver, and colored diamonds through Guildhall Wealth Management. A lot of information this week, fellas. You want to catch more, go to guildhallwealth.com, the number anytime, one eight seven seven eight silver And a reminder, still the uh, offer is out there for every $5,000 U.S. invested in an RSP account. You will receive one gram of gold courtesy of Guildhall. Some conditions apply. Check the website for that. This has been The Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM640.